Alim's asked me to share tonight on We Are Found, and part of that is talking about what's brought me here, my journey. And um, uh, last week, Alim talked about us being spiritual refugees, and I reckon that really works, but another sort of concept that I've often got in my head is that this feels a bit like Christians Anonymous to me. Um, and so tonight, I'm basically giving my confession, uh, my crisis of faith, what's led me here. And I'm trusting in this being a safe place for me to be open and honest and real and messy. So bear with me, because in the process of getting this together, we're sort of going, there's a lot of hurt here I still haven't properly processed and stuff. So. Um, and some dark times that I hadn't quite dealt with properly. So hopefully it all comes together and makes sense. But if not, I'm sure it's therapeutic for me. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, so when I first yeah, I became a Christian at 17, and I got into it so hardcore. I was going to all the prayer meetings, all the concerts, all the conferences. I don't want to tell you how much money I spent at Kurong over those first few years. Um, had all these books that I was never going to read, but I was so excited to have a Strong's Concordance on my shelf and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was so, I was on fire for God and wanting to live my life tearing down demonic strongholds and seeing the kingdom of God grow and expand and things. And this was a really significant time for me. There was a lot of great stuff that happened in my life, a lot of insecurities and other things that I learned to deal with, a lot of um, willingness to be able to give of myself to others that I hadn't experienced before. But in the midst of this, I had some pretty terrible attitudes that started developing. And they might not have been preached from the front in the pulpit, but I think sometimes the church environment creates this little bubble where these things start to go unchecked. So some of this is pretty ugly to have written down, but just sort of sharing with you some of the wet, messed up thoughts that I had in my head. You know, I would be so excited going into a small group time and, you know, I'd be able to... Um, I, you know, whenever someone would ask, oh, you know, what are you involved in at church? And I could pull out my list of ministries and feel like it would, you know, flop onto the floor and go through going, oh, I do this and this and got these rehearsals and so on. You know, waiting for the person to go, oh, that's, um, you know, because I know the response would be, wow, that's a lot or that must keep you busy or something. And, you know, be able to sort of smile and wave it off, as, you, know, <laughs> you know. But when you're serving the kingdom of God, it doesn't feel like anything at all, does it? I'd be in group discussions and, you know, would love to be able to quote obscure Bible verses or, you know, be able to draw flowery metaphors from things in the Old Testament. Um, you know, I'd want to have my uh, New King James Version, not my NIV, because, you know, I felt more spiritual having that one. You know, the NIV was a bit too mainstream. Um, I worked at Indro and was just, uh, the Oxfam shop was just across from me. And I used to look at it and feel this sort of anger because they were doing aid work but it wasn't under the Christian banner. And really, could that actually accomplish anything if it wasn't under the uh, Christian banner? You know, I'd judge people for having World Vision kids and not Compassion kids, because World Vision was like the sellout Christian aid one instead of Oxfam. So, you know, and those are the, those are the more humorous ones. There was some pretty... You know, I had so much judgmentalism, so much confidence in my own superiority, in the beliefs that I had that I was right, that I was you know, that everything came down to the us and them, that, you know, I would care about doing good for other people, but it would often be in a very patronizing form of, oh, you know, you poor misguided heathens, I will come and bring the gospel to you and be able to, you know, allow you to see the fullness of what I understand. Um, that, you know, there was very little real compassion in the midst of that. Um, and you know, on the last 10 years, I've been on a real journey. Part of that, you know, the timing of that is not insignificant. It's the same time I started uh, 
Mandy came into my life, um, you know, anyone who's had a chat with her will be aware that, you know, she's never short of strong opinions and to be able to point out where some of my ideas might have been a bit flawed. It's a good thing that Mandy met me a couple of years after I'd started going through this journey because she would have flicked me away <laughs> if I had have told her any of that stuff I've just listed off there very quickly. Um, but after we had kids, the, you know, the church community we'd been so connected into, we were starting to um, we weren't able to be involved in ministries as much. You know, we had other priorities at that point. And that had been how I'd been measuring my Christian faith, was how much I could do. So in my head, I'm going, oh, well, I'm you know, not able to be in as many small groups. I'm not able to be in as many intimate worship times. I wasn't I was feeling less spiritual, wasn't reading my Bible as much or praying or anything anymore. And you know, this actually led to quite a struggle for me. I started feeling less connected into church and the community we were in. And as I started drifting away from that, I started to see how bad some of my attitudes had been previously. I started to see a different light. I was also beginning to expose myself to um, some podcasts and other things that had people talking about their philosophies of life. And I was beginning to see some other ways of viewing the world that weren't from a Christian understanding that actually made a lot of sense to me. And people pointing holes in the Christian way of viewing the world, the standard way that I'd sort of accepted and going, there's actually some real difficulties with that. Uh, you know, that there are some inconsistencies that I was sort of struggling with. Um, I got all sorts of mixture of emotions, jealousy, bitterness, anger, resentment, with a lot of it directed at the church, a lot of it directed at myself. I wasn't sure how to deal with all of this and ended up becoming really heavily depressed. It took a real toll on our relationship with Mandy. You know, the kids suffered some of it as well. And it was a really, really dark time for me. And the problem with being depressed was that was an even bigger kicker on all of this because it took me a long time to own that and accept it because I was feeling like, oh, if I just, you know, if I just trusted God more, it'd all be okay. If I just, you know, I went down the front, got prayer at services, went through uh, spiritual prayer retreats and things like that, and it might help for a little bit, but I was still feeling terrible. <laughs> and, um, oh, thank you, Minnie. And, you know, it started to really feel like, what am I even believing anymore? That my faith started to feel like it was, you know, a wall made out of Jenga blocks and just piece after piece was starting to get pulled out. And as that was doing, it was feeling more shaky and it felt like the whole thing was going to tumble down. And that the, um, you know, the sort of fundamentalism that I'd been holding to just wasn't stacking up anymore. And so I was getting to the stage of just going, I don't think I can go to church anymore. I don't know what I believe anymore. I just want to throw the towel in on everything. Um, and so that's pretty much where I got to the, the pit of everything. And stuff started to turn around. Some, some significant things in that was that I started discovering, um, you know, started l looking into some of the Christians that I was finding some Christians I could actually really look up to and believe in, you know, going, that's actually a worldview I can really get behind that I was discovering people like Jared McKenna and, you know, the Love Makes a Way movement. I was, you know, started um, following Common Grace. I discovered Alim on Facebook and, you know, went, oh, we should find, you know, he seems pretty cool. Uh, he's Brisbane-based. We should find out what church he goes to. And then went, oh, he's starting a church, you know, in a couple of months. We should go along to that. And so that's what we're found has been so pivotal for me because I actually feel like I go, no, this is something I can believe in, that this... You know, I must admit that my Jenga block tower is still pretty much in disarray. Um, there was a podcast that I listened to in the process of this. I strongly recommend to everyone called Beyondering that was talking about the dis difficult questions of faith that we often don't feel comfortable 
talking about in a church context. <laughs> Thank you for the sound effects, sweetie. Um, and in there, there was a guy that a bunch of you probably know called Dave Andrews, a Brisbane fella. And the quote that he had in it that sort of become a mantra for me is that as I get older, I believe in less and less, but what I believe in, I believe in more and more strongly. And that's really how I'm trying to take life now. I've, you know, sort of had to strip away all of this theology I'd built up and other things. And I've sort of left it in a bit of a mess. And at the moment, if you wanted me to, you know, sign under a creed saying which parts I believe and everything else, I couldn't give you a straight answer. I'm still working through all of that. But for me, it's going, I want to start out, you know, I'm finding the core fundamentals of what I believe in, of what I want to see in the world. And that's what I'm sort of holding on to at the moment. So... Part of what Founders meant for me is that this is a place that I can get up and share this and feel safe to do that. That this is the sort of conversation you wouldn't feel comfortable doing from the pulpit in a normal church. And I appreciate that, you know, people will, you know, not just be viewing this as, a, oh, well, we'll pray for Jeremy, that he gets that sorted out, can go back to having, you know, a nice normal faith and be fine from there. That this is part of who I want to be now. I don't want to have certainty anymore. I don't want to feel like, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to replace one form of superiority with another. I don't want to start going, oh, well, look, you know, I've found a different way to view my faith that has these things, and therefore this is the right way and everyone else is wrong. I actually want to live in a world where I can appreciate the differences of everybody, where I can look at what other people are struggling with, what they're going through. We might not believe the same things, but we can find common ground between those and where we can work together to make the world a better place. And so... In terms of where we go to from here and what's next, I guess there's a couple of, to be honest, I think there's so much loveliness in what's going on here at the moment. And sort of the stuff that I really want to see is mostly just us keeping checks on what's going on. I want to make sure that we don't become just a little club that, you know, you know gets really deep um, communion with each other, but anybody else walks in and they feel like an outsider and can't be part of it. I want to make sure that we continue, you know, continue to be willing to handle uncertainty rather than just forming another new doctrine that might be different from other things and going, well, you need to line up with this or else you're wrong. That, that we can be open and loving and caring for others. And you know, I'm excited to see about what grows out of that, that it's been so beautiful to me for the last six months. So thank you for everybody who's contributed in whatever way for that. Thank you for Aleem and Lorraine with the vision that they've had to be able to push forward with this and accepting us in and making us feel so welcome with the children who have no sense of decorum <laughs> and <laughs> and yes so thank you for listening that's what I wanted to share <laughs> okay well I'm going to claim that same disclaimer that Jeremy said at the beginning. Um, so a lot of what Jeremy has actually just said, I feel like I'm going to repeat. <laughs> but um, it's funny how that happens. Um, so my journey to found, um, I guess I probably started off feeling a bit frustrated um, in experiencing a whole heap of different churches. And what I found there is that... <laughs> Sorry, I'm outside now. <laughs> um, yeah, so what I found at different churches is I fight the system. But I never found that there was a way of me outletting that. 
Um, so I wasn't able to express my doubts or my um, questions with, without people sort of coming to me and being like, oh, you know, they'd feel uncomfortable with my doubts or my um, struggles. And I also felt that pressure with, um, you know, having to serve or to appear a certain way in leadership. Um, and that, yeah, that was really hard. And that's, some, that's been a struggle my whole life. Um, but my focus is actually going to be on my last two years. So um, in 2015, um, I had a lot going on and I went through like a... Um, uh, a social anxiety and through that time I went from mega extrovert to not doing anything other than work um, and I just I just couldn't handle people couldn't deal with my emotions or anything um, so I became very isolated in 2015 and um, that was a really rough year so at the end of that year I started to really push back and started to fight that anxiety and had I don't know how I came out of that, but I guess there were some strategies and things started to change and that was, that was good. But um, during that time where I was fighting, I felt like God was like, take a year off church. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, heck yes, this is going to be awesome. We're going to go on adventures. We're going to have grand parties and meet awesome people <laughs> while this year off church. Um, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, I had to sit with my loneliness I had to sit with my lack of community um, and you know when you're isolated you really need community um, so during that time I actually like would still be like oh I'm just gonna go check out this church or I'm gonna go check out this church because I was really struggling I wanted community but it still wasn't the right time and I felt like there was almost this physical pulling back of like I couldn't connect with any of these churches I was going to um, but eventually I was like, okay, I just accept I'm not going to church this year. Sat back and um, just started to work on myself. Um, and towards the end of the year, pretty much the same time God had told me to have a year off, he goes, okay, now you can start going, preparing to go back. And at that point I'd seen Jackson tagged in a post to come, he was preaching here or something. and. I clicked on it and just followed the links and what I saw in that was what I'd been searching for with the other groups like you know somewhere where you can actually express your doubts and not be judged for that and somewhere where um, we're engaging with the other the people outside of the community um, and recognizing that we ourselves are also the other um, yeah and Jeremy hit this on the head with you know, like he said, he can't determine what the answers are anymore. But I actually really like the fact that we sit in the grey a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I don't want the black and white anymore. Um, so um, one of the questions that Aleem sort of posed when he asked me to speak was, what's next for us as a community? And well, my thoughts was, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither's community. So. You know, like, I don't feel like I know a lot of you guys all that well yet. So my next step is actually just getting to know you better. Like, there's, I bet you all have crazy, amazing stories, abilities, gifts and talents, and I want to know that. And I guess, you know, what I see community as is sort of like an organism 
and it's growing and changing as people come and go, but it's all sort of shifting around each other. So it's just a continuous movement. It's not something that we, we get right. We just continue to move and, and change as we go. So yeah, that was it. <laughs>